Welcome back to the Inexperienced Adult Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Sam. We've been friends since kindergarten, and normally I would say we're now we're both 18, uh, but today is a very special day. <laughs> Sam oh. had a birthday like a week ago, and he is now 19, and you messed up the intro. How does that make you feel? I didn't even, I really didn't know where you were going with this. You said you were doing a surprise or something. I was like, oh, I yeah. forgot about that. Dude, that's awkward. This is like yeah, an awkward uh, period because eventually you could just say we're 19 years old. That is the thing is is in like three weeks, we'll both be 19. Right. And then the intro can go back to normal. But until then, uh, Sam, what, what are we talking about? Yeah, so on this episode, we're going to be talking about taxes and a recent film shoot that we both got to work on. Let's get into it. All right, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I just went on a run. Not zombie run. It's going to keep coming back, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Dude, it's it's a fan favorite. How are you? I'm good. Good. A little tired, but uh I'll be fine. Man's been going nonstop. Yeah, so <laughs> it is funny this episode isn't general. It's very timely cuz uh, about not sure when this is going to get released cuz like I said, very busy, but uh, in podcast time tax day was about a week a week and a half ago and then immediately after we did a short film together and then the day after that short film i had a week out at the ranch doing video work and then the day after that i went to a small film festival with a friend i didn't have anything entered uh but i was going to see his film and uh i just got back yesterday or or the day before yesterday yeah (laughs) So it's it's been a lot, but but it'll be. I, th- I think there's enough to talk about. So let's let's get the uh, the boring stuff out of the way and the most adulting part of this episode, which is of course taxes. That sweet sweet federal money. Uh, it's really terrible. It's, they they really suck, and and this was my first year really paying taxes. Um, just because of the amount that I earned. Are you I'd confessing earned. right now? Uh, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I've, <laughs> yeah, I've never earned above what? What is the taxable amount? Six hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm not quite sure actually. So it's something like that. Um, but yeah, and and then I've, of course I I owed money, and so that was lots of fun. Luckily, I I had been responsible the past few months, and I'd put it the amount I needed in a savings account. Uh, how did you wait did you like just kind of guess the percentage no so i used well for savings yes i just guessed the percentage okay that's what Um, i meant yeah 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 savings i was just like oh what's 20 25 and then you know just to be safe because i didn't know how much i was going to be able to claim or deduct or whatever and we used ramsey tax solutions um like Dave Ramsey? To, yeah. Nice. Little proprietary software, whatever. But my parents had like an extra coupon code, so I didn't have to 
buy the service. Dope. And uh, it made things fairly simple. It took me about seven, eight hours to do everything. I just did it in one go. And um, yeah, it, it was just like seven to eight old. hours. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> There's a. Uh, I had to do my personal stuff, but I also had to because I don't really have a. Um, I'm trying to work it out so that my company is separate from me, but I still have a company, and so I had to right. f- uh, add in all my business c- expenses and try and get as much money back from that, like for gas and food and equipment, and you know. Yeah. And this, so that was just going back over countless lists and certain documents stuff that i'd purchased and making sure everything was there and making sure it was all correct so i don't go to jail jeez yeah are they like are they really serious about this type of stuff i don't really know well if you make a mistake because i i looked all this stuff up and especially if it's at our level which is relatively small amounts you will get a warning and you might be fined on your first offense and then after that you'll be fined a greater amount and then after that you you might go to jail dang um, but it also depends on what tax bracket you're in i see and so it's like i'm at one i'm not like poor but i am at one of the lower ones so it was um if i accidentally slipped up which i don't think i did i don't think it'd be a terrible punishment to pay to uncle sam right nice i uh my mom like helps people with their taxes Mm -hmm. and like makes some extra money doing that so she already does that so she kind of did mine for me i'm not gonna lie so, which is the least adulting thing. Yeah, but I mean, it's perfectly in line with our name, you know. Inexperienced, indeed. Yeah. 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 Um, I did have to like go through my um, like small business, all my sales, for that. But other than that, I didn't do much. Yeah, I just I've been trying to get better about doing, keeping receipts. And keeping records on everything that I pay for, especially when it comes to trips and such. Yeah. That's good. All the gear that I buy and all the software that I buy can be written off. Mm-hmm. So just making sure there's a clear record of all that stuff. So how do you like, do you have to submit the record or you're just saying a record for yourself to remember? No, uh, a lot of the stuff, especially like, I don't remember a ton of it, but for uh, gas mileage, you can check certain boxes to say that there is a record, like you have receipts or whatever, or you have proof that you did spend this much money in gas. And then does that proof exist like in a physical form, like a receipt? Yes or no. And so you can go down that list and then you just type in your information. Do you like put a picture of the receipt? No. No. Oh, okay. So you could lie, but they would find out. <laughs> yeah. But again, the amount I'm paying comparatively to most other people is is smaller. Or I guess actually it's pro the amount I paid is probably larger because who I work for they don't you know, 
automatically deduct taxes from my paycheck. Right. So I'm paying it all at once instead of them taking it out each week or each month. Yeah. I do know that at Barista Parlor, they take out the thing. Yeah. Which I feel like that'd be nice. Because, I mean, it's a Yeah, you never paycheck, have to see it go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude, the audience the audience isn't seeing this, but like those glasses are look. I like it. Josh is wearing some blue light glasses, but I've never seen I, it with glasses before. Yeah, I was I was gonna wait till the end because these are my um my thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and now you've spoiled it. I have spoiled it. Sam well, has ruined things again. You know, you're prepared today. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Kind of. I Good mean, I prepared you. like five minutes before. We before I sent you the invite, but yeah, <laughs> prepared. Nice. <laughs> Anything else on the uh, the the good old taxing? Uh, I don't think so. Rendering I mean, unto last Caesar. Episode, what? <laughs> Rendering unto Caesar. Yeah, exactly. It's very biblical. Um, <laughs> last episode, we mentioned that your birthday is on tax day, which isn't technically true, because tax day is the 18th what um, i i i need i'm just gonna look this up i don't know when it moved when did yeah when did it move we normally celebrate in quotations even in the article tax day on april 15th but it was pushed back to april 18th this year for most people because of the emancipation day holiday in washington dc okay so I guess it'll go back to the 15th next year. Cool. I'm still the tax day, baby. <laughs> I'm sure you're one of several thousand. I was the offering, have, you know. Who have to bear that burden. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, I, th- I think that's about all we can say on that subject. Uh, now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk about... You know, the, I think it's like, funny... Wait, hold on. I think it's funny that, like... If, like, an actual, like, experienced adult listened to this, we are literally probably scratching the surface of, like, all the intricacies of that. Well, there's an entire podcast where all they talk about is taxes. Yeah. And how it all works. So it's not like we're... It's just so appropriate that, like, our tax episode is, like, 12 minutes in length. (laughs) Like, we can only talk 12 minutes on it. Well, hey, hey, if we're still around next year, we can do like a live stream or something where we just do our taxes. I'm sure that'll be super interesting for the people to watch. <laughs> we can make that interesting. We can make that exactly. Interesting. But uh, that's what I'm saying is like it's just it's just boring by nature. And so I I think the only value we have is to skim over it just to give our not objective. What is the opposite of a subjective? To give our subjective views on it. <laughs> Yeah, it's the most helpful uh, version of this. Yeah, and then again, it's it's not super helpful to anybody because tax day is passed. <laughs> so if you haven't filed yet, you're in trouble already. <laughs> <laughs> now, now can we move on? Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Oh, okay. Um, so I yeah, give you permission. Next part, uh, yeah, thank you. We all know you're the boss here. Yep. Yeah. This next part is a lot less adulting focused the more I realized, but I think just because it has to do with my career and my hopes and dreams, we can sort of spin it that way. Uh, But a little over a week ago, 
you and I and a few friends went out to Terlingua, Texas, which is very, very far west and very, very far south. It's about an hour from the border, and we shot a, another short film. And so let's oh yeah, let's let's talk about that experience. Well, it was a great time. Yeah, it, and it was fun. But let's let's back up. So I, uh, this short film, I wanted to make it partially because I just hadn't made anything with a crew in a while, and so wanted to get the gang back together, have some fun shooting something. Uh, but the music bed challenge was sort of the uh, inspiration for all of this, sort of an excuse to go out and make something. And I texted you, and I, I think I just said, "Hey, if I if I were to fly you out here, would you be down?" And uh, you said yes, wholeheartedly. <laughs> I didn't. It was fairly last. It was like within within a month. I feel like we pulled it all together. Yeah pretty impressive because i heard about the competition probably three weeks to a what, month what is the shot. competition i don't even know yeah so they did it i think last year was the first time they ran it music bed is a subscription service for surprise surprise music and um they have a competition where you can make either a narrative short film uh, a spec ad or a music video i think is the other one i i can't remember um that would make sense yeah no it's or a documentary right because because part of the uh sorry it's it's a narrative where you can make a narrative short film a spec ad or a documentary uh short documentary obviously and Mm -hmm. really the only rules are that it has to be less than 10 minutes the short does and you have to use uh, a track from their playlist that they give out nice so it's it's pretty open and because and uh if you guys are subscribed to my youtube channel joshua mangram link in the description you should um yeah we'll we'll post the short there probably around the time this episode comes out and then also the behind the scenes and i'll I'll talk about it there but because i'm a very weird person uh (laughs) my friend and i um we we kind of we look on Airbnb every now and then for like cool Airbnbs, hopefully to shoot at, and we kind of send them back and forth. And I found this one, Interlingua, that is, it's it's, it is the I'll I'll bleep this out. It is the <laughs> Airbnb I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's just it's just awful, and it's it's also amazing. And I'll I'll have I'll have that link below too. Um, and it's a great location, like aesthetically. The location itself, but also where it is. is it was incredible. Beautiful. It was incredible. There's a bunch of mountains and it's out in the middle of nowhere. But as a location, it's just really, really rough. And I and I saw this and that and the location itself was sort of the inspiration for the short. I was like, I, I saw this and I was like, huh, here's this idea. The uh the log line or the pitch for the short is basically uh an escape prisoner, <laughs> Sam, uh comes home. And has a conversation with his estranged father. And that, and I sort of went from there, wrote the script, did some revisions with a friend of mine, Seth, who worked on the project. And then we went out there and shot it. And so what was, why don't you talk about your general experience of the shoot? And then I'll go into some of my stuff from a more bird's eye view. 
Oh, it was just, it was a great time. I mean, I haven't got to do anything in like, like that in so long. Um, yeah, so it was just so fun. And like the trip was great. I mean, Riley got to come, so that was pretty epic. I guess you were there too. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I was there. It was, it was, it was fine. No, but everyone on set was just amazing. And I mean, we all kind of just bonded. I mean, when you put that, it was like, what, eight people? Nine. Nine people in the middle of nowhere with like, you know, some level of danger um, to the whole thing. Uh, You're going to have some great bonding. And that's exactly what we did. And we also just, I don't know, film sets are just so cool because there's like, you don't know anybody, but y'all are all coming together for this, like, one purpose for, like, this very, sh- like, succinct amount of time. Um, and it's just a really cool thing, especially when everyone, like, has a really good sense of their role in the group and, like, what they're supposed to be doing, what they're not supposed to be doing. Um, and I just think it was it was great. I had a great time. Yeah. Um, and, like, just going outside every time was just, like, I was blown away. I really didn't think Texas could look like that. It, it was it was incredible. It was so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, at that point, it's basically Mexico, but <laughs> yeah, we're we're not that. We weren't. We got actually on the way back. We got stopped by Border Patrol. Um, well, y'all did. Yeah, your your car made it through. I made it through. You know, I had yeah. a white woman in the in the front seat. It's <laughs> your. They're like, well, either she's with him or she's being held hostage. Either way, we don't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, and and the actually the the first day was on your birthday, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was, I was both very grateful, and I was like, oh man, I'm taking his birthday away. But at the same time, I was I was glad that you could fly out here to see your family, and because you had at least a little bit the day before, right? Oh yeah. No, it was it was immaculate timing. Also, birthdays are overrated. <laughs> yeah, I I think I'm finding that out more and more. But it's it's just yeah. It is what Josh it is. made me a cake though. It was super I did. cute. It's very just maximum effort right there. Hey, it said my name on it. <laughs> it was very personal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to talk about the project a little bit more because it had been so long since I was on a film set with that felt like this one because the last project I did was a Halloween short that was just myself and my sister, literally me behind the camera, her in front of it. And so that I counted as a short film, but it was just a different type of experience. The thing before that was a 48 hour film. Again, great people love doing it, but it's just such a different type of experience. Uh, And then before that, the short film that is most comparable to this is unwanted that we did in, in late 2019. So it's really been that long since I've been there with a crew with a sizable crew where everyone had decent experience and, uh, uh, we had like a, I say large budget. This was, uh, yeah, this was the second most expensive short I've ever done. Yeah. And so it, I'm just talking about that sort of scale. And it was a really good reminder of like how everything works and how it feels specifically. 
because for so long it had just been like, well, you know, next time I'll do this and this, but this was really like, oh, here's what it feels like to direct these people and to like go out on a location and and do all this stuff. And it was really helpful and informative to what I plan to be doing in the future. And I sort of, I might include it in the behind the scenes, but I recorded some videos while I was driving on the way back. I was very safe. It was just, I was looking at the road, but the camera, but the phone was right there. Um, (laughs) Just kind of thinking about, the experience before I forgot it or before I forgot the details. And this short film really feels like the beginning of the end. And what I mean by that is I think I'll always want to make shorts, but the end goal with film as a career is feature films. Yeah. And this one and seeing the edit come, come to pass, it really feels like a solid step one towards features it feels like everything I've done before this has been leading up to this, which is the thing that's going to lead to the next few short films that will hopefully lead me to making my first feature. If, if that makes sense. So like the beginning of the transition, if that's what yes. you're saying. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. This is, I, I consider this the beginning of the three to five year plan that hopefully ends with me making a feature. So I guess that means it's, it's looking good, right? Yeah. It was funny. I, I texted Seth um, and he, he's gave, given me some notes and he's helped me out on it. But I, I texted him while I was doing the, the first rough cut. And I was just like, this is the first time that I've watched a rough cut and not wanted to throw up in my mouth. Like, 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 don't get me wrong. All rough cuts are bad and it's really, really rough. But and I'm not saying every single short film I've made before this is bad. I don't think that. But it's just like this one just feels better than the others. And I can see that from earlier on in the process. Yeah. Cause usually it starts way lower and then you bring it up to that level. This one is just starting a bit higher. Um, and hopefully it will make it to a much higher level in the final product. Okay. What, what do you think are some reasons for that from what I, I happened on is, set? I think it's probably the biggest one is I spent a lot of probably more time than I have with most of the scripts. I did a lot more revisions and I took a lot more notes and because the, the first draft, most of my short films, the first draft uh, looks fairly similar to the, the shooting script. This one is not at all. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's the same is the premise. Right. But so, uh, so much changed from draft one to draft like seven was what we shot. And I think that helped a lot. Also, just the location and the cinematography just look gorgeous. And so it helps when you're, it helps to smooth over any bumps when you're just looking at something that looks nice already. Yeah. And uh, I picked good actors. Oh, shucks. (laughs) Oh, shucks. That was helpful. And uh, I'm honestly a little bit like scared to watch it. Why? But I trust, I don't know. It's just, it was, it's been so long that I, I felt like I was in it, but I don't know. Like, I really have no. Right. I've lost all bearing of where I'm at. Right. You know? Well, I I think it turned out well in the acting department. I, I think it's just a matter now of making sure I'm watching through everything and picking the correct performances. Right. 
because there are several moments that are very key that you and Mike uh, played several different ways. I'm thinking I can't really say them or it would take too long to explain what they are, but I'm thinking of like two or three specific moments that I have like three or four wildly different takes on. And so making sure those are correct uh, is going to influence the project a lot. And it just, and again, it's, it's hard to describe like why this one feels so different, but I think it is just experience. It's just like, even, even though there was a gap, like I think I didn't like lose experience. It just kind of plateaued for a while. Hmm. And yeah, but also it's an influx of like passion. Yeah. Absolutely. Because like you're finally getting the outlet. Yeah. And and we got to work with a few cool new people. Uh, no idea if they'll listen to this podcast, but uh, my friend Seth, that was the first time he's, uh, aside from the 48-hour film, that was the first time he's really been on one of my sets, even though we've known each other for going on three years. Uh, he brought on his DP, uh, Lucas, because unfortunately Hunter Starnes uh friend of ours friend of the show wasn't able to come on um lucas did a great job uh logan another friend i'd met a couple years ago he brought on two (laughs) two of the funniest people i think (laughs) i've ever met in my life (laughs) carter and tyler if you're listening to this uh thank you for your uh services the film sounds good but just these two people i have never heard such a wide range of really good impressions and a near constant riffing off each other like it was yeah. just it was it was incredible. incredible jinx but they definitely they definitely made the atmosphere of everything uh immaculate a lot lighter yeah. yeah it was great also the snakes you know there was there was a snake yeah yeah there was also a skunk and some uh, hogs a few other things. Yeah. yeah. You know. Honestly, Minor didn't know stuff. if I would make it up the mountain that we're <laughs> driving up. That was the thing is that the I from the photos, I expected it to be rough. Let's say it was like a 7 out of 10 on that scale. Getting there, I was like, "Oh crap, this is like a 10 out of 10." Yeah, it was bad. It was it was really bad. And <laughs> you need a big boy Jeep. And we were all in Yeah little suvs except for mike yeah yeah mike mike definitely had it the easiest yeah but it did turn out well you got the right car yeah only had to go up once and down once so true wasn't awful dude it was so fun i've been i've been like uh showing people pictures and like getting everybody hyped about the the film so i'm i'm excited when when is it due uh, it is due by May 10th, which means it'll be up on YouTube by May 9th. Again, not sure when this podcast is releasing, but if it's before then, just subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click the bell notification to be aware of content coming. <laughs> all right, all right. Enough of that plug. That's enough. Enough self-promotion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, it was very strange because I don't know if I'm just forgetting the feeling of previous shoots or if it was just because of how difficult the location was but i don't think i've ever been more 
grateful after shooting a short like to the crew and to the actors Mm. for dealing with all that with such a good attitude like (laughs) dude yeah it was great (laughs) i mean that's true i guess it would have been easy to be like discouraged although there was there was somebody at some point was like who does this (laughs) like this is so dumb (laughs) like we were in the middle of nowhere with rattlesnakes and coyotes making a movie (laughs) like it's just it's just nine people who really like want to do something and it's like it's so cool you know yeah people have said you have to be a masochist to be a filmmaker yeah because because it's not only the the physical torture of locations like that one but it's just the mental torture especially as a writer director of just being like just constantly believing you're not good enough yeah also for an actor of doing a shot 12 times yeah i've never uh, had a dialogue scene that long i don't think in any in any of your things so like no you haven't doing those that that was that was tough trying to keep it fresh for like 12 shots that's hard yeah but ironically that was my favorite part of the whole shoot was getting to direct uh an extended dialogue scene like that yeah and i think it was a nice like yeah back and forth between us i felt like Going back to what I said earlier about being grateful to everybody, I was listening to another podcast where the guy gave an analogy that I think fits really well here. He was talking about how being a director, especially at this level, feels like you're at your birthday party and people are giving you presents, but they're not just giving you presents. They're working really, really hard to open your presents for you Mm. and it really feels like that sometimes where I wish I was the hardest working person there, but just by the nature of what film is, I can't be. It's like, I'm not usually working as hard as the DP. I'm not usually working as hard as the actors. I'm not usually working as hard as most of the other people. Yeah. But being able to see everything come together, especially something that I wrote and spent so much time and money on, it, it just really makes you grateful for those people. And that everything is, you know, working and, you know, because we didn't, there wasn't a lot that went wrong, which especially for the location was a nice surprise. Yeah. Uh, the the creepy old guy who who rents out that Airbnb, he, um, they, they had a big deal. They made a big deal about the water situation. Uh, so there were several times where I, because it's just, it's in the middle of the desert and it's just rainwater. I was really worried. I got several scares throughout the shoot of like, oh no, the water stopped working. And then it either fixed itself or someone realized they made a mistake. <laughs> but that was, but yeah. We also not, had plenty of water. It would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely came prepared, but really not much went wrong. Uh, we were a little behind and we had to cut some stuff out, but it, I think it affects the final product, but it didn't affect the shoot negatively. Really? I think we just, took a minute to figure everything out and then we just got right back into it. Yeah. And not saying the final product is worse. Um, this is getting too in the weeds for something that most people haven't seen yet, but just it, and I can always cut this out. I think the fight scene that we cut, the extended fight scene would have added a nice buffer, but 
it made me realize that the scene itself wasn't necessary. Right. Which I think was good. So yeah, so I, I think I think all things considered, it turned out really well. And I look forward to being able to uh, show it to everybody. Yeah, I'm hyped. Everyone should go watch it. Because yeah. I'm in it. <sighs> no other reason. Yeah. You see me <laughs> wearing like, a turban. No, it's like, it's, it's me. What do you... What do you mean? <laughs> All right. We good to wrap it? I, I think, yeah, I think we're good to wrap. Most podcasts at the end usually have a bit where they talk about a good and bad thing, blessings and curses, one cool thing. Uh, we never really came up with a name for ours, so we've just been changing it every single time. And uh, this week, Sam, I don't know about you, but uh, for this week, I chose chocolate cake versus vanilla cake. Because while vanilla can be good in certain other things, I am not a fan of vanilla cake in 99% of instances. It's like, it's why? not good. It feels plain and unnecessary. Yeah, it's like, why? And I just think, yeah, I just think chocolate is objectively better, at, at the very least in cake and in most other things. I heartily agree. Yeah. My chocolate cake is spoiled by Sam. Uh, these blue light glasses that I'm wearing that I'll put a link to super cheap, like 14, 15 bucks on Amazon. And uh, it might just be a placebo. I don't know, but they seem to be working. My eyes feel less strained these past couple days. So who knows? Nice. Uh, so yeah, if you're stare, if you stare at a computer screen eight to 10 hours a day, get some of these or, or, doesn't have to be these just some blue light glasses they're supposedly helpful what is your do you have a chocolate cake i do yeah my um (laughs) i just had it in my mind (laughs) and it literally just flew away i have to write all this down like i have a bunch of notes on my phone oh yes okay i got mine my chocolate cake is going on walks um with somebody and talking I have, for some random reason, like been hanging out with people and just like we end up going on walks and it is like super enjoyable. And I feel like it's a nice like because like I'm you're used to like kind of like getting coffee with someone or like getting a meal with someone. But it's a really nice change of pace. And also the weather here is getting really nice. Um, And just like, I don't know, having that activity while also just like engaging in conversation with someone is really nice and relaxing and good for the soul, I think. Nice. You know, that is the, I think, third or fourth white girl's Instagram answer you've given to that question. Uh, you said sunsets, and you said, like, reading books and the f- season of fall. Okay, white girls do not read books. That's true. I <laughs> Wow, that's, that's really racist, actually. <laughs> that's racist and sexist. <laughs> well, I'm saying, like, in the stereotype that you're going for. Yeah, but but still, they they post pictures of books. True, true. Okay, right. so you so know what I'm, I'm just saying. I like making fun of Sam. That is that is what we're maybe doing my life is just a white girl's Instagram, <laughs> but reality. Perhaps have you seen that um that Bo Burnham song? No, he made a song uh for his like last feature whatever thing Netflix special called White Woman's Instagram. Just look it up. It's amazing. Okay. I will. Yeah. I'll come up with more inspirations for my things. 
Exactly. My vanilla cake, I, I probably did this before, but it's just gas is still really expensive. <laughs> so I, I want to just say that again. And we were uh, driving a lot. Yeah, we were driving a lot, and then I had to uh, reimburse everybody for gas. So yeah, that's <laughs> that so much fun. That's a hard hitter, man. Yeah, and it's even worse because like two of the people had premium vehicles. It's like, oh, come on, man! You like, couldn't have brought you your Prius. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, why didn't you come here in a Tesla? Shame on you. <laughs> Don't you care about the environment oh, in my gosh, bank account? That, thinking about a Tesla going up those rocks is just making me like cringe. Yeah, no, I think the Tesla would have just exploded. Like, yeah. It, it just it, would have been like system overload. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, gas. It's gone down a little bit, which I'm appreciative over, but not very much. So it's not the move. Yeah. Um, my vanilla is uh, writer's block. I've recently been writing music a little bit. Oh, okay. And um, like, I'll get like, a really a chorus that I really like and just like even like right now I have no idea what to do with it like it's just sitting there and like it drives me nuts dude like I want it to be something I don't know how you do it you have like 50 million unfinished like things and I'm starting to understand like it's weird well I have a bunch of ideas I guess or like untapped like ideas you know? Oh yeah, because it's just ideas are easy. Um, it's it's everything else that's really difficult. Yeah, I actually my my notes app that I use tells me average reading time, and so on my feature films, if you read all my ideas for feature films, it would take you around forty one minutes. <laughs> Dang. And nice. then for short films, it would take you around thirty minutes. <laughs> So it's like I have I have that many ideas just written down. It's like it's not like they're some of them are expanded, but most of them are just like, hey, what if a dude got hit by a car? Like like it's it's like that short, you know? Yeah. And so yeah, lots of unfinished stuff. And then of course a bunch of unfinished scripts. Yeah. It's it hurts. It never gets easier. Well, you know, it is what it is. You just gotta take the vanilla sometimes with the chocolate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but what about those double deckers that are like vanilla and chocolate? What do we think of those? Like cake? Like yeah. The one I made. Yeah. Well, that's fine because it has chocolate in it. Like I don't mind vanilla as a flavor. I just think by itself in cake it's plain. Yeah. Like it needs something else. Yeah, you're right. Like a vanilla cake with chocolate frosting isn't bad. But it could be just a chocolate cake with chocolate right. frosting. Right. It could be better. Yeah. Yeah. We've offended a lot of people. Okay. Uh, I feel like we always we end the episode like that. With with these segments, yeah. Mac versus PC. We've one offended we'll do, people. Yeah, one day we'll do Republicans versus Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's when I leave the show. That's when I say. That's our last episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we don't care anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please leave a review and subscribe. If you have any questions, stories, or future episode ideas, please email them to theinexperiencedadultpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time. I'm Sam. And I'm Josh. And, and we, we are, are Inexperienced, inexperienced Adults. adults.